Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on a Friday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, camp uh, coming to the end here as uh, they'll have an open workout tomorrow. One more practice on Monday before heading down to Miami for practices with the Miami Dolphins on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then the first game comes up on Friday. We'll have all of your coverage right here on the home of the Falcons, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's head out to the waitford.com hotline. Let's talk to Daniel Flick. Falcons a reporter for uh, FanNationSI.com and the uh, Falcon Report. And uh, he's on Twitter, at DFlickDraft. Daniel, appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. Absolutely, man. Happy to be here. Um, obviously, we're one week out from uh, Atlanta's uh, preseason opener, which obviously be a lot of fun and uh, ready to uh, chop it up with you here, man. Happy to be back on. Well, let's uh, let's get the bad news out of the way. Um, Jeff Okuda goes down today, had to be uh, carted off. If Okuda is, and again, we don't know what the severity is, and, and Arthur Smith talked a little bit about it, but who do you think is the next most likely guy to play outside corner for this team? Yeah, so today Trey Flowers was the uh, replacement, I guess. But, you know, so far in camp there's been a lot of it's kind of been a fluid rotation. Um, you know, I think Cornell Armstrong is a guy that a lot of people on the outside aren't as high on, but Arthur Smith has mentioned at times throughout camp how impressive he's been. But I think when you look at kind of the way that they ran things today, Trey Flowers has also um, received quite a bit of praise throughout camp. Uh, and, you know, obviously I believe he's about 6'3", 200, really big body guy, um, signed earlier this spring. Um, and so he, he's – you know, played for about four or five years on, you know, on the outside. And so I think there's a lot of experience there. Uh, you know, losing Okuda would be obviously, you know, it's not a, a certainty yet, but, uh, you know, it's a, it'd be a pretty big loss. But I think the Falcons feel confident with what they've kind of put together on the outside behind him over the last few months. Um, one other option I think that's worth talking about, uh, Clark Phillips um, obviously has had an outstanding, you know, camp so far rookie fourth-round pick out of Utah, primarily played inside so far in Atlanta. Um, he was strictly an outside guy, though, um, in college. So I think 
you know, when you look at Cork Phillips, is there a chance that they'll put him on the outside? I think maybe so. Um, and I, I think as far as where he was in college, there's there's certainly a reason to believe that he could make an impact early on the outside. But, uh, you know, from what we've seen so far in camp, I think Trey Flowers is probably the guy. If Okuda um, obviously is out for, you know, several weeks, if not the season, unfortunately. But, you know, it's uh, obviously we're in wait and see mode there. But I, I, I think as of right now, Trey Flowers would be, you know, option 1A for Atlanta on the outside. And I know Clark Phillips, and we know that the, you know, the, the battles that he had, with Drake London, but here's what I'll say. Um, the NFL is a whole different game, and it's a whole different skill set as far as some of the athletes that are on the outside. I mean, you don't have tiny receivers. I mean, you got a lot of big-bodied guys, and they run really fast, and it's a whole different level, you know, at, at, this, at this point in the NFL. You think Phillips is big enough to handle on the outside? I mean, that's obviously the big concern is, is that – you know, his height may be a real issue when you're trying to, talking about lining up against, you know, some of the elite NFL wide receivers. Yeah, I, I think concerning is probably the way I would word it. But I do think if you look around the league, uh, past and present, there have there are past examples of some uh, some historical outliers that have been, you know, whether it's a five nine, five ten outside corner where it's like surely he's not, you know, capable of hanging and then he ends up hanging. Uh, you know, so I, I think with Phillips, there's so much more to it than, you know, size alone. I always think back um, right after he was drafted, he said, I, I've been 5'9 my whole life. Um, and, you know, obviously he won Pac-12 Conference Player of the Year playing outside corner last year. And, uh, you know, so he saw quite a few uh, uh, larger receivers uh, outside last year at West. And so obviously, as you mentioned, not the same thing. Uh, but I, I do think there's enough you know, past experience, past film on him working outside to where you'd be confident if, if that was the situation that, you know, you had to uh, execute. But at the same token, they drafted him with the intention of playing him inside, which I, I think tells you the way that they viewed him pre-draft. Um, I do believe Arthur Smith mentioned post-draft that he can play outside if needed. Uh, but again, I think that's why early on you're seeing Trey Flowers rather than Clark Phillips outside. And I just think that, uh you know, I as things kind of play out, Mike Hughes is a, a you know kind of underrated option that I don't think we've mentioned yet, and um, obviously he's played outside quite a bit uh, so far. But I think in camp he's been primarily inside. Uh, Clark Phillips, same thing, primarily inside. Uh, so I, I think with Clark, I, there absolutely is I think a path to him playing on the outside. I just think when you kind of look at what we've heard about him so far, as far as how Arthur Smith views them, pretty much how the entire staff views them. It is primarily inside. Um, and so you would have thought that first team today, maybe Clark would have had a chance out there, but he really never did. And so uh, I, I tend to think he's primarily looking at an inside route. I think that's something that'll be interesting to watch, uh, you know, throughout the entirety uh, of the, well, I, I guess, remainder of, of camp and then working throughout the preseason but I, I mean as, as of now I think he's primarily a slot guy for them um, we'll see kind of how it plays out moving forward but I, I do think that right now where he's, he's probably looking at more of an inside role Daniel Flick joining us here on the waitfor.com hotline Falcons writer <clears throat> excuse me and I, I want to ask you about Zach Harrison who has been an intriguing prospect as a rookie and third round draft pick for this team you know I know a little 
bit about Ohio State. I'm from the Ohio area, and you know, I know some folks and stuff like that. And you know, the the word about Zach Harrison is he he was a tremendous high school football player and five star athlete coming out of high school, um, not far from the Columbus area, kind of northeast of Columbus. Um, but the 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 rap has always been. If he wants to be great, he'll be great. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have a good motor to it, but he probably should have been a better player than he was even in college. And I know he was second team, all Big Ten, but, you know, at times it, that it just didn't all come together. But he's a very intriguing prospect. And, you know, I've said if he can be even four or five sacks, you know, again, th- this team is desperately looking for pass rusher help. If he can show signs of life about doing anything, I think he's got a real chance to play in this defense and and, and have a good impact for this team. Yeah, and, you know, I think, um, again, kind of hitting back on Arthur Smith's interviews throughout the last several months, you can kind of see the progress that he's made in the way that they've talked about it. Um, After the draft, a lot of the talk was, yeah, we don't really need it. Uh, to play right away at all. It's kind of like a redshirt situation, really. But, you know, I, I actually asked Arthur about this a few days ago, and one of the things that he, that he told me that I, I was kind of surprised about, um, he said that if they had to start him in week one, they'd feel completely fine with that. Uh, and so I think, you know, the more that you ask guys, whether it's other linemen or opposing linemen, whoever it may be, um, the thing that keeps coming up about Zach is that, he's really working at it. And I know you mentioned that at Ohio state, you know, I I guess overall work ethic was kind of the main question with him. Um, So far in Atlanta, I don't think that's, that's kind of an issue. So I I think he's kind of quieted some of those concerns. Um, He's been consistently productive in camp. And I I think he reached a new level when Pats came on, which is obviously, you know, what you want to see. Um, And and so I think when you look at Zach Harrison, there's a lot of bodies, um, in that room, especially kind of in that same three to five technique role that he's probably going to end up playing. But again, the talent there is undeniable. The traits are undeniable. And as you kind of hear some of his veteran teammates talk about him, the more excited you get. And I I think Arthur Smith um, mentioned Zach Harrison as as a riser twice, kind of unprompted throughout the last week. Um, And then again, when I asked him about him, he, he could not have been higher on him. You know, I'm pretty sure he started off with saying that, a lot of a lot of senior college kids are you know fifth sixth year now. Zach was a straight four year senior, um, and so he's still pretty young. They love how much room that he has still, um, as, as far as you know, play style improvements and uh, you know again he showed up even with the pedigree. There was still so much more to come from him with his skill set and everything else with him there, that I think he was viewed as more of a project player. But the way that he performed throughout OTAs and the way that he's performed so far in camp, he's really kind of shaken that that tag. And, uh, you know, I, I think really when you look at the entirety of the Falcons rookie class, Zach Harrison's probably been the most surprising standout so far. And, and so I think really he's out – he's probably outperformed their expectations and for sure a lot of the uh, outside expectations as well. So, um you know, I, I don't think it's a situation where they want him playing heavy snaps as a rookie, but I, I do think that he's he's for sure helped his odds. And I, I think as you kind of look at the next year or two for him, I think that he's probably still going to end up playing, I'd say maybe 20 to 30% of snaps this year, which again, compared to how they viewed him post-draft, I think that would be um, a pretty significant jump. 
and then you're kind of looking towards the future as, as some of the current one-year contracts that they have run out and kind of hoping set the stage for a really big leap for him entering year two. Um, but as, as things stand currently, I think he's off to an extremely fast start um, and, and one that, frankly, has probably only helped his projection long-term as well. And, you know, that's, that, that is a question because that, this is what I was going to ask you is, you know, we've seen with Dean Pease's defense the first couple of years a real hesitancy to play rookies, and I don't care where they were drafted. I mean, it's, it's been a situation where, you know, Richie Grant only played about 20% of the snaps in his rookie year. There's been that hesitancy. You know, is, do you see that that changing? I mean, you know, we always hear about how complicated Dean P's defensive system is. Do you think Ryan Nielsen or Arthur Smith or, you know, is there an opportunity for rookies to play more you know, in their first year, because we haven't seen that the last couple of years. But if you got a guy that's playing really well, why not keep him on the field? I always go back to Ebby Katie. He should have started more than one game last year. But again, for whatever reason, they didn't they didn't do it. I, I think that there if a guy's playing really well, you got to start playing some of these guys. Yeah, I would agree. And I do think you know, to answer the overall question, I do think there is more of an opportunity. Um, I think with Pease, as you you know mentioned, there's there was a lot of talk about how just complex um, his scheme was, and even some of the veterans that were you know under him, especially year one, talked about that quite a bit. But uh, I think with Ryan Nielsen, there's so much of an emphasis on just you know constant rotation, fresh bodies up front. I, I think with Zach Harrison. He's, he just fits such a prototypical mold of what Ryan Nielsen wants up front. And I, I think as you kind of um, look at the Falcons' makeup in that room up front, Calais Campbell is 37 years of age, I do believe. And, and so, you know, that's a guy that even he talked about, he only wants to play, depends on playing about 50% of snaps this year. Um, again, you kind of look at the interior and out of the interior and outside of that room, it's a lot of guys who are 30 plus, you know, again, with with Campbell is 36, 37. So you're again, looking more at longevity of this season. This is a Falcon team that wants to play and has full on plans of playing into, you know, mid to late January, if not longer. Um, and, and so I think when you look at how Ryan Nielsen has historically run his rooms up front, um, there have been a lot of guys who've seen a lot of extended action. And so I think with Zach Harrison. You know, compared to how Pease kind of ran his ship the past two years, um, I, I do think there's more of an opportunity this year. I think, uh, again, early, probably not so much. Obviously, there's still, you know, a few, pretty much, a, I, I guess, a few training camp sessions still to come. And then obviously, I think the preseason will end up being really, really important for him. Um, obviously, Miami in a few weeks here, well, I, I guess it's a few days, right? But I mean, it, That'll be very, very important for him. And I, I think kind of looking looking ahead, I think the first half of the season is probably going to be relatively quiet for him. But if you remember last year, you mentioned Arnold Epichetti, really kind of started turning the corner around that week eight, week nine period. And then, um, you know, he, he actually uh, injured his forearm in about week 10, week 11. Um, I was speaking with him, I think, two days ago about that. And uh, he talked about how that injury really limited him over the last month and a half. So, um, I think with Zach Harrison, it's kind of he'll follow a similar path there to where early on you're not going to see as much of him. Um, but again, as you kind of move throughout the year, injuries happen, you know, 
just kind of your your veteran rest package is also kind of trying to limit some of the workload on on some of the older players you have outside. I, I think naturally you'll see Zach kind of work his way into that mix more. I think he'll be a pretty early special teams contributor as well. Um, and it could be a, a situation where he kind of earns more snaps that way as well. Um, but I, I do think that as the year progresses, we'll keep hearing more and more about Zach Harrison and we'll kind of keep on seeing, you know, why he was so highly thought of. And, um, and, and kind of, again, we'll probably end up looking kind of towards year two for him as kind of the, the main year. But I, I do think we'll see flashes this year um, to where this time, you know, early August of 2024, we'll probably kind of look at, at now and say that was all really, you know, a sign of, what's to come from him. So uh, I, I think we'll see flashes this year. Obviously he's, he's created a whole lot of hype around him so far. Um, and I think there's, there's only more to more in the tank for him and um, very eager to kind of see how that plays out. Daniel Flick covers the Atlanta Falcons for a Falcons report on fan nation, part of the SI.com network. And he's on Twitter at D flick draft and join me on the wait hotline. Daniel, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. We'll talk again soon. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you as always. You got it. When we come back, it'll be time for the Falcons flyover. We'll hear from the head coach as he did talk about uh, the Jeff Okuda injury. And we had an old familiar face at camp today. Chuck Green, Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.